Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast and it is in your life today. Another day of me waking up during the day and I'm 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 itching. I'm itching for the world to get back to the way it was and yet we just can't. I'm not trying to follow the protesters out there. I'm not trying to follow the stupid people that wants to say, "Well, my freedom is a lot more and more valued than my health and my life and my freedom, I want to do whatever I want." Like Go fuck yourselves, man, because you're just ruining it for everybody else. I understand one thing about being selfish, but it's another thing where it's like, come on, man. You got to think about the bigger picture. You got to think about what we can do now in order to get back to normal later. And I don't understand. I really don't. But I'm not here to talk about them. I'm here to talk about things that makes me happy, that makes you happy. Because word is now in. It's been confirmed that Sam Raimi, yes, the Sam Raimi, the director for the original Spider-Man films from 2002 to 2007, will be directing Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Holy crap, something's got to give here. This is a fantastic, fantastic opportunity. And I don't think I can think of anybody else for that role. But yet, here we are. Why? Why him of all people? Why not someone else? Someone else that can take the spot? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today on this episode of Outside the Comics Podcast. As always, we're going to do our shoutouts. And my shoutout is to my favorite comic book artist, Jamie Tyndall. Jamie Tyndall, a Canadian comic book artist that is known for his depictions of sexy, strong female characters, a penciler, an inker, a colorist, For most of his very detailed work, he is fairly new to comics. He is. He is fairly new. But guess what? He has already made impressions with his covers for Xenoscope, IDW Entertainment, Valiant Entertainment, Lady Death, Contraband, and even Stan Lee's POW Entertainment, the POW Entertainment. Come on, guys. Come on. He's worked on various titles like G.I. Joe, Transformers, My Little Pony, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Archie, Grim Fairy Tales. The list goes on and on here. I personally have bought and worked from him many times before in every year at New York Comic Con. He is my favorite top one, very, very top favorite comic book colorist, comic book artist. I have so many art from him and if I could right now if this was video if this was live I would show it to you right freaking now now here's the thing let me pause a little bit no he is not paying me no he is not sponsoring me he probably doesn't even know that I exist okay I'm sure if he sees my face because he sees thousands of customers every time he probably wouldn't even know who I was but like I said a few episodes ago I give shoutouts to people that I know deserve recognition, that I know deserves great work. It's a community, and word of mouth is always, always best. Because I know someone else would do that for me, and I want to do it for them too. 
Go check his work out right now at jamietindall.net. That's Jamie, J-A-M-I-E-T-Y-N-D-A-L-L.net. Go check his work out. He has a new Kickstarter for a new comic book series that I love reading right now. She is a damn dime piece white widow. The White Widow comic book series. I am reading it right now and it is fantastic. It is fantastic. Okay? Go check his work out right now. JamieTindall.net Now, let's go on with our episode for the day. Sam Raimi. How did we get to this point? I'm going to give you a little bit of a history lesson. A little bit of a recap, so to speak. Early January 2020, the original director... For Doctor Strange was Scott Derrickson. Scott Derrickson, who you probably know, or let's be honest, a lot of people don't really know the directors, but you know him from his work from Sinister 1 and 2, even though Sinister 2 sucks, but I blame that on the writing. Deliver Us from Evil, and he even worked on the Poltergeist the remake. So he does have some credibility there. He is a horror fan. He is a horror director. And... I believe that what parted with him from Marvel Studios was Marvel came to him and he'd go, Well, you know, um, we gotta think about the children here. We actually know it's it's Disney, so it, it has to be since Disney owns Marvel, it's gotta be Mickey Mouse voice. Hang on for a second. Whoa! Whoa! Well, uh, Scott Derrickson! Huh? Whoa! Wait, I don't I don't really like this. I don't really like this direction that you were going to. Whoa! I, we gotta think about the children. Whoa! We, we gotta think about the children here. That is my worst Mickey Mouse impression that I've ever done in my entire life. But I'm going to keep that on for your amusement so you can make fun of me later on. <laughs> oh, man. But let's get serious here. Marvel and Scott Derrickson, they just they couldn't come to an agreement. I believe he was trying to push for true horror to be shattering. To a point where maybe, just maybe, we can actually introduce the idea of a rated R MCU movie within this franchise. And I don't think Marvel or even Disney even allowed him to. So they had to split ways to creative differences. But he's still staying on as an executive producer for the movie. And who better yet to replace him than Sam Raimi himself. Another person, an- another guy who knows his craft, who knows his work from horror, from comic books, from anything from that matter. I mean, let's look at his work. First of all, the original Spider-Man trilogy films. You got The Evil Dead. You got Drag Me to Hell. And he also worked with Derrickson at the Poltergeist remake. So right away, he has strong credibility right there. And let's face it. He's a huge comic book fan. His passion is key to being a director for this. Because you need to have the right writers. You need to have the right people to make a phenomenal movie. And I guarantee with his direction, his vision, Doctor Strange, the sequel, will be a fantastic film. Now, granted, I've said that many times about other films as well. But I'm keeping a positive here. I really am. I feel like... He won't let us down. He won't let me down, and I don't think he'll let you down either. And I'm excited for this. Sam Raimi, to me, is the perfect choice. 
His visual style, which Doctor Strange is mostly known for from his first movie, he can actually take it to new heights. It could be... Think of Inception times 10. You know what? Screw that. Think of Inception times 100. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating here a little bit, but it's okay because I'm a fan of his work. I'm a fan of directors. I'm a fan of actors. I'm a fan of the product, and I'm a fan of the people that actually make the goddamn thing possible. And Sam Raimi is that guy. He can take it to new heights, and I'm excited. I really am. As we know, he has superhero experience working on the Spider-Man films. He gives heartfelt moments. And he has a tendency of combining a heartfelt moment with a horrifying moment as well. Heart with horror. Now, do I believe there is a strong chance for this movie to be a PG-13 horror film? Yes. There are some PG-13 horror films that do work and others that don't. But if you can market it the right way, if you can make it the right way, there is a, there is a value for that as well. And no, I don't mean PG-13 horror films that are tamed like the Bye Bye Man. Oh my god, did I say the name? Oh, don't, don't say it, don't think it, don't say it, don't think it, don't say it, don't get it. The Bye Bye Man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the Bye Bye Man was a PG-13 film. Truth or Dare was a PG-13 horror film. And those fucking sucked. But I think the difference between... A couple of those films is they weren't really meant to be taken seriously. PG-13 horror films has an interesting market because on one hand you can view them without thinking too much about it. But they're tamed. They really are. And I think that's one of my main problems with them. Which is going to be interesting to me to see if the MCU can actually push the boundaries just a little bit. Just a little bit to the point where it's like, okay, we see your vision. We like where you're going, and let's make it happen, you know? You also have to take into consideration that Sam Raimi can make memorable villains. Think about it. And yes, I'm going to go back to the Spider-Man films. The villains, who do you remember the most out of them? Green Goblin, Dr. Octopus. And if you look at the franchise from the 23 films of the MCU... How many memorable villains can you actually remember? Off the top of your head. Thanos? Loki? Killmonger? Ultron? Those four out of the 23 films are the most memorable ones. At least in my opinion it is. So if you get Sam Raimi into the fold. And he can create that balance between giving us not only a great protagonist but an awesome antagonist, an awesome villain that we can get behind and we can root for and we can be like, you know what? I want to be just like that villain or I want to buy his merchandise or I want his face, I want his art in my man cave, in my house right now. Sam Raimi can do it and I believe he can do it. I feel like I'm selling a product here, but I'm not. I I'm just... I'm just passionate about it, and I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see great films, especially ones that are under the direction of great directors. There's also a strong possibility that this can open doors for other directors to come into the fold too. Think about it. Imagine someone like Steven Spielberg that can work on an MCU film. It might be a little bit too much for him to handle because he likes to keep things simple. I mean, look at what his work with Jaws and Jurassic Park and so many other films from the 70s and 80s all the way till now. 
He likes to keep things simple, and I understand that. But imagine bringing him into the fold. Or, better yet, let's say Spike Lee, who was part of the black movement, the, the black movie movement back then in the 90s. Imagine he directs Blade. Can you imagine how awesome that would be? I mean, granted, yes, he likes to he he's very controlling in what he wants, but in this day and age, you want directors that knows what the fuck they are doing and have full control. That's what you want. And I think Marvel Studios believes in this so much that they're willing to open the doors for any other great director to come in and work on their project. The sky's the limit, folks. The sky is the limit. And of course, Let's not talk about the one thing that is a strong possibility. It is a possibility. It could be far-fetched. Sam Raimi opening up the door for a live-action Spider-Verse film. (gasps) Oh my goodness. And then, and then, hold on, hold on, guys, hold on. And then he brings Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland all in the same movie. Dude, I'm I'm getting I'm getting a hard on. Oh my god! Uh, oh, I just came all over. Woo! Oh man, can you imagine the magnitude? Like just throwing in the two memorable faces from our childhood or our time loving Spider-Man, and you throw those three together. Of course, it's going to be Tom Holland's film at the end of the day, but imagine they're mentoring him. Or they can have like a strong dynamic to see who's really the best Spider-Man or who's really, who's the one that we can get behind the most. Put all three of them in one spot. Sam Raimi can do that. Sam Raimi can fucking do that. And guess what? With the multiverse of madness of Doctor Strange, it could lead into it. It could lead to the possibility that Sam Raimi can open with his vision for Doctor Strange to open up the multiverse and and not only introduce the Spider-Verse, but the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, the Silver Surfer, and oh my goodness, oh, I think I'm getting a heart attack. Sam Raimi is the perfect choice and the possibilities are endless. I can't wait to see the Doctor Strange sequel. Oh man, I think I'm about to faint. On that note, we're going to end it right there. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast. Before we leave, we're going to give a quote. And who better way to do the quote than from Doctor Strange himself? That's right, Doctor Strange. Do you know what is the greatest gift anyone can receive in his lifetime? The greatest gift we can receive is to have the chance just in our lives to make a difference. And my reaction to that, will you take one shot, one chance, I'm quoting Eminem here a little bit, (laughs) one shot, one chance to make a difference in our lives, you better fucking take it. Because I know I am every single day. Tune in next time where we're going to talk about someone very interesting Someone that has a date and time and everything has been confirmed. That's right. We're going to go full on Venom. No. Full on carnage in this bitch. As of right now, I'm done. I'm through. Stay safe. Peace out.